0: Hey there. Did you know that tensions tend to be highest for blended families when everyone is together? (laughs) Maybe you've noticed that when you've tried to do something fun with the whole family and it didn't go as well as you'd hoped. If you can relate, maybe you'd like to join us on Thursday, May 16th for an interactive workshop all about navigating the tensions of family time. You'll connect directly with us and other blended couples in a 90-minute Zoom call and work on your own personalized strategy for responding to the challenges of family time in your unique family blend.
1: That's right. You can join us and our community by hopping into Blending Together, where we hold one of these workshops each and every month. So if you'd like direct interaction with us in the context of a supportive group of other blending couples then the Blending Together community is right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes for this episode and click the link to check out the details. We would love to meet you on the 16th for our upcoming Intentionally Blending workshop right inside of the Blending Together community. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get to the episode. We tell ourselves this story that we're never going to be able to make the right decision. There just isn't one. Or we'll always be stuck in this either-or position. And so as a trapped teammate, what we really need to do is replace that story that we're always going to be stuck in an either or position with the truth that you have the freedom and the capability of approaching these challenging decisions from a both and perspective. Welcome to the Blended Family Coaching Show, where you'll discover how to move your step family from just surviving to truly thriving.
0: Grab your headphones and listen in as we share practical, real-life strategies for building healthy bonds,
1: understanding the kid's perspective,
0: romance and partnership,
1: parenting with great teamwork,
0: and yes, even co-parenting with a difficult ex.
1: We're Mike and Kim Anderson, and we believe with the right tools, every step couple can overcome the common challenges of step family life.
0: Join us for authentic and sometimes comical conversations to discover how you can lead your family with confidence and create the future you really want. Welcome to episode
1: 24. Hello, yeah, we are excited. This is a big bonus episode mm-hmm. in our series all about the trap teammate and the stranded stranger. Yep. So we're so glad that you're here with us today. And hey, we would love it if you would remember to leave us a rating on iTunes mm-hmm. and help us reach that goal we have of getting to 50 ratings by the end of March. That so would be please awesome. <laughs> join us in that. Yeah. And you know what? If you have just an extra minute, leave us a review as well, because we really want to hear your feedback. So we would love for you to do that. Yeah, be great. All right. Let's dive in.
0: So today, we're going to really dive deep and explore the biggest challenges for the trapped teammate, and that's pressure. When we feel that pressure in the decision-making moment, and we're put in that position of making a choice that either communicates that we're choosing our kids, or it communicates that we're choosing our spouse... Mm Oh, there's just that tremendous feeling of pressure. Sure. Oh, it can be so difficult. And this can happen in big decisions and decisions around really small <laughs> things like what are we going to have for dinner tonight right. or where are we going to go for dinner? Sure.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, what kind of money are we going to spend on extracurricular activities for the kids? Yeah. That can get in the way. Or
0: whose mm. traditions are we going to choose mm. around the holidays? Mm-hmm.
1: How's, how am I going to manage my time and energy? Uh, yeah. where, where am I going to place that with my spouse yeah. or with my kids?
0: And how much will we invest in college and other big <laughs> ticket things for yeah. the kids? You
1: can tell money sometimes is a theme in it, all it this. It can yeah. definitely come yeah. up. And how are we going to respond to behavioral issues with the kids? You know, disciplining.
0: Or yeah. will we respond uh, at all? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, there's just so many things that can cause a trapped teammate to feel this pressure. And the pressure is typically fed by feelings of guilt, inadequacy, and anxiety. It just kind of bubbles up. We can have a lot of guilt when we know that, you know, our kids have already been through a lot and we're kind of trying to overcompensate by making sure everything goes their way. Or if we have limited time with our kids, we want to make sure it's happy time and we're Mm -hmm. always, things are always going their way so we can have this guilt.
1: You feel guilty sometimes when you know. Hey, I, last time I chose the kids, so now I feel like I have to choose my spouse. Yeah, right? yeah, that's pressure. Induce guilt. Yeah,
0: we can also feel really inadequate. You know, I just don't know how to do this. I've definitely felt that way, where <laughs> I almost feel paralyzed. I don't know what to do because there's no way I can show up well for everyone and help them all to feel loved and cared for by me. We mm. kind of get into this hopeless mode because mm-hmm. we just don't know how to do it. And that can build up to a lot of anxiety. You know, we feel like if we make the wrong decision, someone's going to be hurt and disappointed. And guess what? I'm going to mm. pay for that decision emotionally. Yeah, emotionally especially, yeah. yeah. It's so difficult.
1: Yeah. And, the, you know, those are three primary emotions. But sometimes trapped teammates share with us that they experience feelings of overwhelm, mm. confusion, powerlessness. Sure. And all of that creates pressure. Mm-hmm. And then there's this realization that you're really the only one that can make the decision. No one else can make it for yeah. you. You know, you're put in that position of being that trapped teammate, having to make a decision. And you know what? Not making a decision is actually the same oh, as yeah. making a decision. Because <laughs> if you choose that route, uh, then the decision's kind of made for you, but it puts everyone. The, the spouse and the kids into yeah. a pretty bad position. Yeah. Default doesn't. This helpful. all sounds really bleak. It's like no, a no I know. Win scenario, I know. right? Aren't you glad you did in? Oh man, it? <laughs> everybody should be happy they're here. Well, let's talk a little bit about, let's just go take it a step further. Can you think of a time or, or when, when did you most feel like a trapped teammate in our story? Like,
0: yeah, well, a common time for us that still sometimes comes up is around where are we going to go uh, to eat out for dinner? <laughs> yeah. So my daughter, Annika, loves, loves, loves sushi. It's mm. a little bit of of an obsession for her. Just a bit. So if the if the topic of eating out ever comes up, it's she wants to go to the sushi place. Yeah. And you know, we we like sushi too. Mike likes sushi. Yeah, I do. But he also really, really loves barbecue. <laughs> I do enjoy
1: barbecue. There's a specific barbecue place right here locally that I really enjoy. Yeah. So
0: there's been many times where Annika's pushing for sushi sushi and Mike's like, ah, eh. I don't feel like sushi. I really want to go get some good barbecue, some good ribs. And then I'm in this position Mm -hmm. of having to decide what we're going to do. And it's very stressful for me. Mm -hmm. And then to add another layer of stress on the eating out scenario, it goes even farther. Yeah. I mean, there are times (laughs) when I'm like, let's just stay home and have cereal because I'd rather do that than have to deal with all of this. When we do choose Annika and we go out for sushi um, she tends to order about five different meals <laughs> for some reason. Her eyes are kind of bigger uh, than her stomach, yeah. and she gets super excited and she yeah. orders appetizers and, and um, a sushi roll oh and, a, and a and, a rice and an entree. Thing and a, yeah. And yeah, she just goes on and on and yep. on. And I'm looking over at Mike, and he's just irritated. My
1: bald head is turning red, <laughs> and I'm getting frustrated. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I like to treat Annika, but you're right. When mm-hmm. when one person in the party of five is like 60, <laughs> 70 bucks, there starts to be a real concern. Yeah. Again, I love to treat her and I love to take her to sushi, but there is a line.
0: Yeah. And then I'm the one that's left in the middle to restrain her in or say nothing (laughs) and let her go and deal with you being really irritated and upset that we just blew, you know, something wrong with me
1: when I'm irritated. Oh
0: well. (laughs) It's not fun, let's put it that way. (laughs) The
1: truth be told. Oh that's funny. So yeah, that's a common scenario still
0: for us at times.
1: That's true. And you know what every trap teammate really wants is just to show up well for everyone. So true. And you know, as Kim describes that there's it's, it feels often like a no win scenario. Yeah. I can't choose the right place to go for dinner. And if I do choose this place to go for dinner, it still isn't going yeah. right. And I'm still stuck in the middle but I know what I really want. And that is to show up well. Yeah. They want to be connected to their spouse and their kids. And they they just really want to meet everybody's needs.
0: They really do. And it's
1: challenging. And deep down, every trap teammate knows, you know, there's got to be a way to do this. Yeah. Like, But it feels like every time they turn a corner, they're just stuck in that either or position, having to choose one person over another. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is that the typical dynamics of blended family life will impact these feelings of pressure sure. that we have when we're in that trapped teammate position. And some of these things we can change. Or
0: influence. And influence. Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them, it's just a part of blending. Yeah. And, and the part that we can you know, influence around the pressure around those feelings, sometimes those are self imposed. Mm-hmm. We wanna examine that a bit. We See, make
0: it harder than it needs to be sometimes, <laughs> sometimes unfortunately. <we> do, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, as a trap teammate, we tell ourselves this story that oh, we're never gonna be able to make the right decision. There yeah. just isn't one, or we'll always be stuck in this either or position. And so, as a trap teammate, what we really need to do is replace that story that we're always gonna be stuck in an either or position with the truth that you have the freedom and the capability of approaching these challenging decisions from a both and perspective right. you do not have to stay stuck in an either or position you can choose a both and perspective
0: which means that you're meeting the needs of your kids and your partner both
1: that's right so we're going to uh talk through how to do some of that today yeah so why don't you kick us off? Tell us what the first thing is that we need to understand in order to to really grasp this both and perspective.
0: Well, first we've got to understand about parent-child allegiances and how they impact the the blended family. And what we can do to steer clear of these because it really causes problems. And here's how it works. When there's a disagreement in a step family or a difference of opinion, Mm. let's say, it's really common for people to divide along these biological lines. We've been talking about that throughout this series. So when push comes to shove, the allegiance between the bio parent and their kids often wins out over the marriage partnership. Right. That's just naturally how it goes down. Sure. But we have to stop and ask ourselves, how does this impact the step family's development? Mm. What does this do in the long run? Now, over time, decisions made by the parent.
1: That's the trap teammate.
0: Yep. Yep will become statements of loyalty and priority to everyone in the family mm-hmm. whether it's a big thing or a little thing that's what it's speaking loyalty and priority yeah so when parents become unduly influenced by their kids and choose their kids the majority of the time mm-hmm. this creates parent child allegiances mm-hmm. Now, parent child allegiances are, are really unhealthy for everyone in the step family, sure. including the kids. You know, the kids are going to be happy if Initially, you always sure. choose them. Sure. <laughs> yeah, when things course. go their way, of course, it's going to make them happy, especially if you're choosing them over their step parent. Yeah. But it opens a door for kids to manipulate and claim too much power mm-hmm. in the home. And in the long run, this is really not good for kids. Sure. They can become self-focused, entitled, and they're miserable to be around because <laughs> they always expect things to go their way. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. And you know... It's understandable why we get here as parents, because when we're single parents, it's just us and our kids, and we don't have to worry about anyone else's um, opinions on where yeah. we go for dinner or anything you just else. You make the decision. You're always going to choose your kids because you want your kids to be happy. <laughs> or or
1: yourself. You're going to say, yeah. no, no, I yeah, want to go exactly. over here. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But what happens is over time, your kids are getting used to you choosing them. Right. And then along comes this new step parent in their life that wants a different option. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they're having to compete Mm -hmm. to get to get chosen. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, for all the single years they've been used to you leaning into them, choosing them, making them happy.
1: Yeah. And what what actually happened you've you've made the choice instead of it being a choice now, it's really more of a habit. Mm -hmm. We kind of just go where the kids like to go because it's peaceful for us. And now all of a sudden we're trying to break a habit. Yeah. And that is really challenging. Yeah. Kids don't like that. Yeah. Your
0: kids are now <laughs> expecting you to choose them because you've right. been doing that for years, right. but you've got this new partner. Totally. Totally. So these unhealthy allegiances, they will take a detrimental toll on your marriage. That's true. They're going to leave your spouse out there in that stranded stranger position out mm-hmm. on the outside. They're, they're going to be feeling devalued mm-hmm. and excluded over I, and over again. I've definitely felt that before, yeah. yeah. And inevitably, this is going to lead to a lot of frustration and conflict in your relationship. Sure. So the key to steering clear of these parent-child allegiances is unity as a couple. You've got to work together to gradually elevate your marriage into a united position of leadership. Mm. This takes time. It takes intentional effort. It's not easy, but the results are well worth it. Yeah. Your marriage will be the foundation of the home. And that's exactly where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And as a result, your kids are going to gain a healthy understanding of what healthy marital dynamics look like. The kids should not be in charge all the time. The world should not revolve around them all the time.
1: And, you know, I, I love the way you, you just call it out that, hey, this is hard. It, it takes is. intentional effort it and it takes results. And we see that. We've wrestled through this ourselves. Mm-hmm. We teach it in our online course called Step Families at Work. And we coach couples through, oh. okay, how do we actually uh, elevate our marriage when we're feeling so stuck in the middle in this trapped teammate position? But it can be done.
0: And when we've got um, demanding kids yes. that are used to having their way. Sure. And are angry and disappointed when they don't get it.
1: Right. But we do have to be intentional. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we need a little bit of extra help. Mm -hmm. If that's you, we'd love to help you. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. So, so first we've got to understand these parent child allegiance things. And so obviously that must mean then if we're not supposed to do that, then we're just going to choose the marriage all the time, right? Well. Wow. Uh, well, let's talk about that. Some
0: people do think that. <laughs> that's true. We have seen couples we, lean into we that. We
1: hear that a lot actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll you know somebody'll tell you or they'll say, "Hey, I just got this advice from someone else that says, "Hey, just your marriage is always the top priority. Yep. Just choose your marriage." Yep. And we know that that's actually really well-meaning. Mm-hmm. Often their heart is in the right place. Um, but the practical side of that advice sometimes can be a bit misplaced when it comes to blended family dynamics. Now, Kim and I, we believe in elevating the priority of the marriage. We just said that. Oh, definitely. However, it's a process that we have to go through and it's really important to go through the process in a way that's going to protect the marriage and the relationships with the kids. If we're just choosing the marriage all the time, it's going to create a wedge between the child and the bio parent. Mm -hmm. And usually it creates resentment from that stepchild to the step parent. And Definitely. so we're breaking down relationships now if we swing that pendulum too far the other direction. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have time to get into all of how to do that today. But one thing you might want to check out is uh, one of the blogs I wrote a while ago called Should Marriage Be a Top Priority in the Blended Family? Mm-hmm.
0: That's and good. that's a
1: big question mark. Yeah. And you got to go and and we'll link to that in the show notes. But you might want to go check that out and just see where do you fall on this idea? Uh, where's the pendulum between the parent-child allegiance and the, uh, you know, should the marriage be the top priority all the time? And if it's not supposed to, to be on one end or the other, that pendulum, then how do we get it to fall a little bit in the middle?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a learning process and we've mm-hmm. got to learn first off, how do we prioritize?
1: Mm, so prioritizing is the answer to getting more to the center.
0: Yeah. Rather than falling victim to the tug of war where you're stuck in the middle, You want to choose to purposely prioritize your decisions. Now, all of the stepfamily experts agree that if you're early in the blending process, if you're early in your journey, it's important to lean towards what the kids are used to, especially around the little things. Now, what this does is it creates security for the kids and it helps them to ease into the step family structure slowly, gradually, and gently. Now, it is crucial that you and your spouse are united in these decisions. How are we going to honor the kids? For how long are we going to lean into what the kids want? And these are decisions that you make behind closed doors, not in the heat of the moment or in front of the kids. And you both have some mutual understanding around a reasonable time frame for this. Mm -hmm.
1: So you're going to agree behind closed doors. So in our example earlier, Mm -hmm. we're going to agree for the next 90 days. When you get stuck in that position of having to choose barbecue or sushi, I'm just going to free you up and say, you know what, I'll I'll make a sacrifice and and we'll be united. You can have the freedom to say, we're going to go to sushi for that 90 days. And then Mm -hmm. then we'll come back together and talk about that. Is that right?
0: That's exactly right. And then maybe we decide also that, you know, on date night, we're going to go for a barbecue. Hey, I like that. Yeah. And that's a both and decision. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to honor my kids, and I'm also choosing to honor my spouse. Both. And we're getting creative, but we're talking through it. And how does that make you feel, Mike, when you're invited into that process, the decision-making process of, you know how long are we going to lean into the kids and what scenarios are the kids um are we going to choose the kids how does that make that yeah, stranded stranger feel
1: well that starts to feel like you're getting rescued off the <laughs> off the island right yeah. uh yeah i i want to be brought into the decision making process for sure
0: yeah mm-hmm. now here's the key as time goes by eventually parents need to lean towards Their spouse's preferences more and more. Okay, we want to start elevating the spouse. So start to make your spouse a priority. And when you do that, you might have some unhappy kids because you're no longer (laughs) choosing them every Mm -hmm. single time. So you're going to empathize with your kids when they're disappointed or when they're upset about not getting their way. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you're used to going for sushi and we that's what we usually do. And I understand you're upset. We're going for barbecue tonight. Mm -hmm. But we are going to honor Mike tonight and do barbecue. And I'm sorry you're upset. You're welcome to come and sit. You don't have to eat if you don't want to, but this is how it's going to be tonight. Sure. So you're gentle, you're kind, you empathize with the child, and you know what?
1: Firm and loving.
0: It's okay. They're yeah. still going to love you. It's yep. not the end of the world. I yep. think sometimes we think in our minds, oh, if uh-huh. I don't choose, my kids are going to fall apart. And I don't love you anymore because yeah. <laughs> I didn't get my sushi. <laughs> it's actually a life skill for mm. kids to learn how to be disappointed.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. And you know, sometimes I know I did this. I uh, kind of over, over exaggerated it in my mind that, oh, Annika's just going to fall apart if she doesn't <laughs> get her way. And You know, maybe she was a little disappointed and maybe had a little bit of an attitude, but after 10, 15 minutes, she was fine and would go and enjoy barbecue. So it's usually not as dramatic as we think Mm -hmm. it's going to be. But the bottom line is that parents need to learn how to meet the needs of both their kids and their spouse.
1: That's the both and.
0: Yeah. Again, this is not an easy job, but we've got to find a healthy rhythm that works in your unique situation. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, this doesn't mean that everyone's going to be happy all of the time. That's an unrealistic expectation, but it will help you to get out of that tug of war struggle. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've been blending for a while and you're a bit of a more mature blended family, (laughs) you might need to take some time to really sit back and intentionally evaluate your current rhythm. How have you been doing on this? Mm. Are you working things out from more of a both-and perspective when you're in that decision-making process? Or are you still kind of stuck in that either-or perspective? And here's a hint there. If you're regularly feeling like the trap teammate (laughs) – and lots and lots of pressure, yeah, you probably need to work on you your need rhythm. A rhythm adjustment yeah, if yeah. you've been doing if you've been in a step family for a while and it's still really heavy mm-hmm. yeah, or um if your partner's been listening to this series over time and they've been saying, "Oh my gosh, that's me. I'm <laughs> such a stranded stranger yeah. all the time. I never get the priority then you probably need to do some self-reflection here and mm-hmm. figure out how you're going to get some support in learning how you're going to find this better rhythm in yeah. prioritizing your decisions. There so are ways a, to do this. Yeah.
1: So it's a rhythm of these priorities right now. So we've realized, okay, we can't swing the pendulum way over to the, the kids all the time. We can't swing it to the spouse all the time. We're going to get more in the middle by learning how to prioritize. But you know what? I'm still feeling pressure Mm. that that's still there because I'm still feeling kind of tugged both directions. So let's just use the remainder of our time today. Let's talk a little bit about how we're going to move through those feelings of pressure. Okay. Well, the first thing you want to do really is recognize that the pressure is actually there. Mm -hmm. You may verbalize it. And even to your spouse, that this is a real thing. Hey, I'm feeling like a trapped teammate right now and I'm really struggling with this and I know this is normal yeah. and you might call out which of those feelings are, are you feeling overwhelmed? Yeah, are label you feeling it. guilty? Are you feeling uh, powerless? Really powerless? Yeah. All, all of those things. And just name it. That, that's your first step. Call Calling it, it, out. it out. Yeah. Call yeah, it out.
0: So important. And then next you can move on to getting yourself centered on the truth mm. about you and about your situation. A yeah. lot of times these emotions tend to take over. And what we've got to do is bring ourselves back to the truth. So here's a truth about you. Mm -hmm. You can choose wisely from a both and perspective.
1: That's right. That's true of every trap You can do that.
0: Here's another truth about you. You love your spouse and you love your kids, even when your decisions sometimes disappoint someone. Yeah. It doesn't mean you love them any less. Here's another truth about you. You are not perfect, (laughs) but you are committed and you have good intentions for everyone in your family. That's right.
1: Those are really good truths to stand on. And they're they're really, I mean, of every parent we've ever Mm -hmm. met that's been trapped, um, it's true about all of them. These are things that they want and that they can do.
0: These are the overarching universal truths in this situation. So stick those on a post-it note on your mirror. And when you're feeling that pressure and the emotions are high, Mm -hmm. remind yourself of the truth.
1: So we're recognizing the feeling that we're Mm -hmm. trapped. We're feeling that pressure. We're naming the truth that Mm -hmm. I can love my kids and my spouse and come at this from a both end perspective. And then, it's probably really good. We talked about this a minute ago, but to invite your partner in to the process, mm-hmm. uh, number one, because it does actually also alleviate their stranded stranger <laughs> feeling. So that's a great thing. Yeah. But for you, it actually makes a difference as a trap teammate as well. And, and the way you do this is you might just approach and say, Hey, I, I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling like a trap teammate and I love you. And I want to be a good partner. I also love my kids and I want to be a good parent. And sometimes it feels like I can only choose one of those things. And that's what I'm feeling right now.
0: Name the emotion.
1: So how can we work together in a way that's going to help me be a great partner and a great parent? Now, you just rescued Mm -hmm. your stranded stranger but you've also just united with that stranded stranger as a team and the pressure of feeling like a trapped teammate begins to reduce
0: yeah and remember when i said the key to avoiding these child parent allegiances is unity you're Mm. coming together in the moment to make a decision together Mm. that's going to honor both Mm -hmm. your spouse and your kids yeah so that's so important Now, if your partner isn't available, maybe they're not there and you're having to make a decision, you know, around Mm -hmm. money, at the mall, whatever, Um, just do your best from that place of truth. Yeah. Do do your best. And that brings me to the next step. And that is to own your decision. Yeah. Make a decision and own it, Mm. even if it's going to make someone upset. Mm -hmm. Think it through, but don't be wishy-washy if you Mm. keep... Going back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just going to stay stuck in the middle. Yeah. Own your decision and be okay with it, even if someone is going to be unhappy with it. It's okay. Yeah. They'll get over it. You can move through that.
1: Yeah. Now, that's a simple process. I'm going to name the feeling that I have. I'm going to identify the truth about this situation mm-hmm. and about me as a trapped teammate. I'm going to invite my partner in and I'm going to make a decision and yeah, I'm going to own it. it. So at that point, it feels like, well, great. We can check that off our list and move on. right? <laughs> but I want to challenge you to take one more step. After you move through all of that, maybe on little things, it's maybe an hour, or a couple hours later, bigger things, it might be a day later want you to sit down for just a few minutes and give yourself a bit of an evaluation sure. about how you did. How are you really feeling about that decision? Get gut level honest of, did I make that decision out of guilt or fear mm. or was I free of that and really making it from that both and perspective? Did my decision feed a parent child allegiance? Or were my priorities really balanced, right? an important one. What's the big picture? You know, how did that decision fit into the long game of keeping a healthy rhythm of priorities, right? Um, If you made a decision when your partner wasn't available and your partner didn't like that, you might just evaluate together of, okay, if we're put in this position again,
0: what should we do next time? How can we handle it differently? And
1: and you can still build unity through that, right? If you're wrestling with guilt and fear and regret, right, that can pop up in any of these decisions, you really do need to work on how you're going to move through those feelings because those feelings hijack you in the moment of decision. Mm -hmm. You might want to go check out this blog that Kim wrote a while ago. It's a great blog called how to move beyond painful guilt and regret. And we'll definitely link to that one in the show notes. But you may want to dig just a little bit deeper if you're still dealing with guilt yeah. and fear.
0: Yeah. You know, every time I've made a decision based on guilt or fear, mm. I've later looked back and gone, oh, that was, bad, decision, that was a bad that was a bad decision. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, in the grand scheme of things, you want to base your decisions on what's best for the kids and your partnership.
1: Yeah, as best you can. That's the goal here. Uh, That's the both and.
0: And unfortunately, guilt and fear get in the way of that. Mm. (laughs) So spend some time really discovering, like Mike said, how you can move beyond making a guilt or fear-based decision. That's right. Now, the trap teammate, your big focus is to build a healthy rhythm around prioritizing between your marriage and your kids every time a decision comes up. And then moving beyond the pressure so that you can make your best decisions That's and great. show up the best you can for everyone.
1: That's right. Wow. Man, <laughs> That's a lot. We, we have really learned a lot about the trap teammate and the stranded stranger over the past mm-hmm. four weeks. You know, if you've been keeping up with all four episodes, we're wondering, what are you going to do differently moving forward? Mm. We want you to tell us about it. Head over to our website, leave a, a comment on this podcast episode and tell us something new that you're going to do the next time you're feeling trapped or stranded. Like it's really Mm -hmm. cool when you proclaim that kind of publicly out to us and out to other listeners, Yeah, uh, then it helps you to own it a little bit more.
0: Or what you're going to do proactively. That's a great idea. To minimize this dynamic that we've been talking about. We've given you lots of of strategies and ideas of how you can minimize this.
1: Absolutely. So don't be shy. Head over there, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We really can't wait. We read every comment and we'll respond and support you in any way we can. Uh, So, again, hopefully, this series has been helpful for you Mm -hmm. and we can't wait to hear what you learned. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next week.
0: That's a wrap.